Equilibrium, outer balance, consequences. The pendulum swings in the law of action and reaction, equal and opposite. The weightier, the more forceful the original action, the greater the consequence, the response, the gravity in return. This universally applies not only to motion, but justice as well. Justice can take a long time. The scale is not reaching equilibrium for years or decades or centuries, millennia even. And yet, balance is inevitable. Trust. Justice points to fairness, matters of karma or consequence, but it is also a call to action, a weighty one. Consider the way your actions, your decisions might affect what is yet to come. Trust in and practice fairness, truth, compassion for yourself. Watch it ripple out. It's the first time I got it right with your name change. Haunting House. <laughs> Haunting House. Um, that was Michelle reading the wise words of Alicia Fitz on the Justice card. Because by the time you hear this podcast, we will be in Libra season. Hello, um, Libra. Hello, Libra. Um, I like Lady Libras more <laughs> than Gentleman Libras. Um, I just love their kind of just like bouginess and just like this like kind of like airy trust you know you think about the justice card that everything's going to work out the way that it's supposed to and look at me I'm fabulous and perfect and I have belief in myself um as a cynical earth sign it's very hard to well-rounded balanced peeps yeah yeah love a libra love a libra woman 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 Woman. (laughs) let's let that be clear um welcome yeah I know that it's been a hot second but I was in Canada for a while then what was up with you? What is up with me? I asked myself that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to record yesterday, and the, the yesterday was a whole day for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle uh, had a, a a literal episode. <laughs> yeah, a literal minor episode. But a fun, cute one. It was cute. It was really cute. It got better. She thought she was going to die. It was adorable. Yeah. I, I, I didn't take my Adderall, um, and then I, you know, I took it late. And not enough, uh, but right after I took that, I was on the phone with Laura Sita, and I just was like, I was looking for my my mushroom chocolates, and I'm like, where are they? Like I was just like worried that like the dogs were gonna get into them or something, and then I, when I found them, I was like, well, I might as well like take a little bit, and I ended up like walking around with it and like basically taking three times the amount. So I can't. You can't just walk around with drugs. Like, pay attention if you're going to dose yourself, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, because you were on the phone. And I was on the phone. I'm distracted. Yeah, I was distracted. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm just eating chocolate, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm, I'll be good. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Eventually, I had to, like, really, well, I was putting up wallpaper. The funny thing, too, is I was putting up mushroom wallpaper. <laughs> and the snozberries. Because snozberries. <laughs> and I started to feel, like, super, actually, just, like, nauseous. Like, I was just, like, I am going to throw up. And I'm, like, is it the smell of this, like, paper? Like, what is going on? And then I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, I need to get, like, out of this room, off of this chair. I need to just, like, chill out. 
And I started to just go into like a full-blown, I'd be pretty good. Like if this would have been like years ago and I like just like, you know, unexpectedly like ate too many mushrooms, I would probably like call an ambulance or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I just knew I had to like get through the like, you know, that initial part. The dark and scary part. Yeah. When you actually start to trip. (laughs) Yeah. Like it doesn't always happen, but that was definitely happening. And then it, I was debating, like, calling Brie and, like, you know, just ha- freaking out on her for no reason. Just being, like, <gasps> like just, like, for comfort. And then, um, actually, Wu-Tek ended up calling me. And I was, like, just, like, fetal position on my bed. I was, like, okay, now this will make me feel better. And, you know, we were, we were like, in a prank. We're pranksters. So he just... We're silly dudes. Yeah, we're just silly. So he calls and it's, he's, like, fake crying. And I'm, like, oh, my God. And he's like, blood. Okay, he was just welding, so I'm like, oh my, I'm literally yeah, like, this is real shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like shot up, like, I almost threw up a projectile right there, like I couldn't like <laughs> handle the information, and then he's like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm sorry, like I'm just joking, and I like, then I'm like, dude, I'm like tripping, and he's like, oh, my god. I'm so sorry, that was like the worst timing. I'm like, literally, yeah. <laughs> or the perfect diamond. I was not okay. Like, I couldn't get back. We fed her and she had a beer, though, so she's fine. Yeah, and then I was like, I was having a great time after that. I mean, I was having an incredible time. We hung the, uh, some stuff up in the pod room. Yeah. So we can't wait for you guys to see us IRL. Mm-hmm. Way. Mm-hmm. With this back. Mm-hmm. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, for me, like, it's interesting kind of like how our hocus pocus focuses now that we like aren't healing house we don't have to be like bringing up like all of our like shit until it's like totally ready to you know right. finish brewing and we're ready to talk about it which is kind of nice um for me i was in canada um at our leadership summit and it was a lot uh, yep. it's just like a lot of people uh, you know, I always think that I'm like, oh, I can be around groups of people. I have a little bit of an extrovert in me, but I'm definitely an introvert. So you just need like recharge time. I do need recharge time. So I'm not okay. I'm not okay either. Um, but luckily I had my own room. So I sometimes would have that recharge time, uh, afterwards, but then I always felt like this obligation to be social. But anyway, I get home. Uh, Michelle and Dan are like furiously cleaning or frantically like cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> just like, it's like your mom is coming home. We did good. Yeah, the house looked great when I came home, but Michelle knows like I'm oh, yeah. obsessed with cleaning. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. Well, we were laughing because we were like, me and Dan are just like, we kind of have the same like, like just way of like oh you cook something and like you're like get to the cleaning later. Yeah. Like we'll do the, like I'll do the dishes like like if they're in the sink, but like I mean, we can't do that with Max around. He'll jump into the sink and eat the dishes. But like, yeah, like <laughs> but like I would just leave the plates like in there, and so would Dan. And we were laughing so like the similarities of us, like our cleaning style, and then like yours, which is like next level. Yeah, well, I mean, my mom and I like you grow up. If you're Hispanic, you know, like mom, like you, it is clean twenty four hours in the house. <laughs> If there was a cup or a ring, like, staying from a cup, like, on a counter, your ass is fucking grass. Um, so it's just something that was, like, instilled with me and passed down through my childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, but, so anyway, I come home, the house, like, like walk in, it's beautiful, like, I feel so relieved. 
And then I was like, ah, Dan told me he got Topo Chico. So I was like, sweet, I'm going to head to the fridge, grab me a tope, crack open a cold one. And I walk towards the kitchen, and then all of a sudden my foot gets like stuck onto the like actual tile floor. And I look down, and then there's this like pink gelatin like goo shit mm-hmm. everywhere on the floor. And I was like, what the actual fuck is this? I couldn't find a trace of anything, like, but Max is looking like he's, like, all guilty and shit. Pretty-ish. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck did he do? And, like, we've been putting him in Dan's office. Like, we get him all set up, like, his little bachelor pad while we go away. He has a bone, he has water, he has cushions, all the dorks. And so we didn't do that with him when we, when Dan went to go pick me up from the airport. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'm just, like, searching for forever. And then I see these Chick-fil-A packets out. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, you can't even leave fucking condiment packets out. No. Can't even leave condiment packets out. Mm-mm. And then, so. It gets better. It gets even better. Uh, Dan and I both, like, randomly wake up at, like, 4 a.m. We have a little, a little sesh. And, you know, even then, like, I get out of bed. I go fucking, like, take a hit of a bowl. Like, to grab a glass of water and then just like come back and lay back down and I pass the fuck out until 9 a.m. which is basically the equivalent of me sleeping till noon and when I like you know wake up I feel so recharged and refreshed I take like a full body stretch and then I like just gaze over to my <laughs> right <laughs> and literally on my fucking pillow mm. a dog took a shit there's a shit on her pillow while I was sleeping imagine it happening like, I know, like, I'm just there with, like, my mouth open, but I also thought, like, what if some, one of those dogs, Nyla or Max, was so pissed off that I left that they were trying to shit in my mouth? We've already had this, like, we had this discussion, and she, like, has, like, you know, kind of, like, suggested, like, Max or Nyla, and I'm like, it was fucking Max. It's always Max. Like, we can't even remotely, like... Like, he was probably so pissed that I left him yeah. for a week. Or he just literally just felt like shitting on your pillow. Like, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason sometimes with him. No, like, he's never done anything like that. He has never defecated, like, on my pillow. <laughs> Ever. Like, I mean, thank God. Yeah. But, like, that's that that's always happens. Though. Like, whenever I come back from a long trip or something, one of them is seeking revenge. I know. They're pissed. Bonnie does that, too. Bonnie looks me right in the eyes and just, like, pisses on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Or she'll or just trash your bathroom. Or that. Dude, like, there was one night where, like, Michelle didn't come home, like, two nights in a row, and Bonnie was, like, furious, so she just, like, rage yeah. trashed Michelle's bathroom. And I'm like, leave me alone, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Grow up, so Bonnie. Yeah, grow the fuck up, Bonnie. Um, all right, well, let's just get to the Nitty Grits uh, card time. Mm-hmm. So open up your heart and your mind, babies, and receive the power of the day. That was the card that represents Virgo. Yeah, and now look at. Mm. I I love the Hermit. The Hermit is also my life path number, which who cares? But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's this. 
I love it because it's all about, actually it's pretty painful, right? If it is your, if nine is your life path number, it's like you have to go through all the shit. No! I know, like kind of alone or you feel alone. Yeah. I always think of like that, that image or like the, it's like everyone's wandering around with their hoods up, like the hermit, like everyone's kind of like, has their cloak. In a non-KKK way. In a non-KKK way at all. No, yeah, yeah. Just like, like a cloaky way. Like, yeah, they're just, and you know, we're like bumping into people and we like turn back and it's like another person with their cloak up and we're all kind of like, you know, doing the inner work, like often like alone. I don't. I tell everybody about my problems, actually. I'm the only one with the hoods down. I'm just like, horrified. I'm just telling everybody way too much. Um, but yeah, the Hermit card, it really is just about going, taking that moment to do that little, little shadow work and just kind of sit in it so that kind of over time when we like go through difficult things, when we go through anything, even when you let time pass, like there's always... You know, we can never understand it until the time has passed. And then you look back on the time and you're like, oh, I can see why this like played out like this. It's super difficult to like have those realizations like in the midst of it, in the muck or like in whatever. But I guess overall, like introspection, just looking within and finding that kind of like guide within yourself instead of, you know, I'm really good at. We're always trying to seek Grass. external answers too. Right. Right. But then, you know, even like me today when I walked in, like I had like an issue going on. I was like, oh, like help me, help me. And then I'm like, no, like you don't really, you, you know, the fucking answer. You have the tools, the knowledge inside of you, like just fucking trust, like trust yeah. that light because you know what happens when we're, we're left with nothing but ourselves. Yeah. Pretty much always. Not to get dark, but, but. It's the hermit. You're the only one. Yeah. You're the only one that'll do it. Hermit. Herms. Welcome. I love the hermit. We have a couple of different tools. Number one is one of my favorite books about astrology is the Modern Witchcraft Book of Astrology uh, by Julia Hottis. It's super good. She, it's very palatable. Right, it, like a lot of the times people can like get really, really deep into like the right. beta as far as like the distance and the blah and then this and then the nodes and but she makes it very palatable and digestible. So if you are newer to this, which is kind of what the podcast is designed for, is for it to be a space where you feel safe like coming into. Um I highly recommend her book. Um I don't know, do you have any other resources that you really like? Mm. Yeah, but I don't have that book on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, but yes, yeah, so uh, hit us up on Instagram. We'll give you all the tools. All right, so where we last left off, which it's really appropriate that we're recording this as we enter Libra season where the justice card is apparent because temperance is the inward balance and then justice is the outward balance. So the exterior, so the, the things that are kind of uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Like what we I mentioned before, like in the the houses episode part one, is that the synchronicity is is so strong here, right? The synchronicity with uh you know I think the chakra systems, the planets, astrology, you know you think about the um uh the God what am I thinking of? Anyways, but there's synchronicity everywhere from right. like north to south to east to west, 
um, you know, you think about the chakra system, right? Everything from the solar plexus down is the internal. It's like your needs um, for stability, structure, survival, identity, purpose, right? And that's very similar to the houses one through six. And then now, like when you begin to enter into the heart, right, the chakra system, it is, they call it the rainbow bridge. It's when things start to go outside mm. of your external realm and you begin to enter into, or, or your internal realm, excuse me, and then you begin to enter to the external, right? So other people, things that are not a controllable is, is what you begin to experience and right. focus in on, right? Um, so that's what we're going to be heading into is the external houses, right? So these represent um, the scenes of our lives that others are involved, situations, uh, things that are not a controllable, but how we guide ourselves uh, within them. So knowing like where you're, you rest within each house is, is super, super pivotal and powerful. Um, so for the fifth house, <clears throat> the key themes are creativity, romance, and pleasure. Associated sign is Leo, right? Leos are very much so like, you think about that like type of energy and you think about that time of summer and that time right. of year, right? You know, they think like summer of love, you know, it's just like, it's, it's all about like giving back to yourself, pleasure, romance, pulling in others. Um, the associated celestial body is the sun, associated element is fire that's yeah. a fixed fire right so again you know you think about tarot and the synchronicity there it's action right it's mm. it's energy outward it's putting energy forward and outside of self after nurturing yourself in the fourth house it's time to play <laughs> <laughs> the fifth house the house of pleasure is the home of creativity and playfulness take me there <laughs> Hear your creativity to let go and have fun take center stage. This relates to creativity, your sense of playfulness, and imagination. This includes anything that is creative, uh, extension of the self, whether it be the arts, theater, or even having children. At times, this means you might interact with uh, or relate to kids and other times. This is about your inner child and how you create and enjoy. And so this tells you a lot about yourself, right? And take a look, see what is in your house. I want, I, I really want to know what's in my fifth house because I have a hard time here. I, uh, yeah, we should, yeah, we should lift it up. Also, this, it's like undeniable about how uh, much I'm thinking of the sun card for this. Like the, pat, oh, yeah, like, and it's like, so oh, what is your children, like, what is the child self want? What felt really good when you were a kid? And like, how do we, we revisit that? Yeah, most definitely. I was like trying to find like what my fifth house was. Um, it was Cancer. Interesting. Huh. huh. Maybe I'm just a little too introspective when it comes to having fun and get a little bit too in my head or in my heart. I can see that. If you oh here we go, Brie Leonard. If you struggle with engaging <laughs> in pleasure and just having pure fun, this is the house to bolster with your magic. Artists who have trouble letting go and engaging with playfulness, part of being creative, can re-harness that here. By using Leo, the sun, the fixture of the fire correspondence with each house can help elevate your, how you experience pleasure, right? So like for me, during Leo season, maybe just really adorn my altar um, to cultivate like 
fun, like putting mm-hmm. things that are fun on my altar, things that make me feel happy, things that I love or things that like I really want to feel. Right. Um, just so that, you know, again, like that's the power of manifestation and magic, right? You, you come up with it, you conspire, like you manifest, then you visualize, then you begin to act and then it becomes habitual. Right. Yeah. So that's the fifth house and how you can use your magic to allow yourself to just create a little bit more pleasure or fire magic spells too. Mm-hmm. Did you find out what yours Mine's is? Mine's in Taurus. Oh, yours is in Taurus? Yeah. Dude, that is the house of pleasure. Yeah. Like Taurus Being is super, yes. all about pleasure. Yeah. Um, cancer, mm-hmm. not, not so much. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very lunar uh, yeah. sign to have in the fifth house. No wonder I'm fucking a mess. The sixth house. No um, fun for me. No, I like always punish myself. The sixth half. Ask Michelle. I can't even take a day off. I guess, and I do see how it's like the Taurus, like oh, me being ple- like pleasuring myself, or like in that sense, it's like I'm always like oh, I can do this because it's for me. I can do this because it's for my body. Mm-hmm. Like I'll spend any amount of money if it's like for me to have a good time. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah for sure. I wish like I could let go like that. Okay, here comes the bummer house. The sixth house. <laughs> <laughs> Daily routines, health, and work. <laughs> Boo! Lame. Um, associated sign is Virgo. Of course. Fucking party poopers of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Virgo is like the no. kid that like the teacher forgets to assign homework or go over homework. And, like, Virgo's the kids. It's like, hey, you forgot about our homework. Yeah, like, well, they just want to be, like, perfect. They're hardworking. They, they are. I'm drinking this. I'm just also slightly biased because I dated a Virgo who was very much a Virgo, and he Virgoed so hard on me. Well, again, women are better than men. Like, so the women, I think of Virgos, like, I think of uh, Rachel. Mm. It's like, she's just, like, so incredible. Yeah, and so together. And so, well, yeah. love you. <laughs> <laughs> She would no. She would laugh. She. Oh, we would both laugh about being together. The planet is Mercury, uh, and it's a mutable Earth. With the fifth house reminds us that we that there is time to play. There is also time for work. Again, duality and balance. This comes into focus with the sixth house, the house of self improvement, service, and health. Specifically, the house highlights your daily routines, the little steps you take every day to maintain and improve your goals and health. The sixth house, re- <laughs> the sixth house relates <laughs> to how you maintain physical health, such as your daily habits, routines, and diet. Other themes include that you might, uh, what you might do for your daily work, self-discipline, planning, and other things. You worry about and thus need to take care of on a consistent basis um, for your magic um, you can think about calling upon the planet of mercury which I believe mercury is a Monday so which makes sense right we a lot of us we start our week on Monday so mm-hmm. routine health like a lot of us like begin to get back into action or you know from sunrise to sunset we have a, a plan a ritual um, so thinking about that, you know, like using the heart and harnessing the power of Monday to help you kind of like, okay, it's Monday. It's a new slate. I'm starting now, right? Think of Monday as like your restart button to begin to instill healthy habits, um, set timers, you know, like 
on your phone, uh, you know, little like things like on your mirror, X, Y, Z. This one is extremely difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. Take your Adderall. You know, have some sort of structure, ritual. What is your, what is uh, the same? Mine's in Gemini. Oh my God. I know. Let's see what I am. Mm-hmm. I actually don't. What the fuck? I can't see my seventh house. I don't know. Why. Yeah, why? I don't know. You guys, maybe I just. You don't have a seventh house. I'm such a Capricorn that I don't need it. You don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't need seven through eight. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was I noticing that. Like, I don't have a four on here. You don't have a four? What the fuck, co-star? Well, maybe like, do we have to pay for it? Oh, probably. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead. Finish how you were talking about your routine struggle. Oh, that's it. I mean, that's it, period. Like, I'm so much better when I'm, like, more structured, when I have a routine. But, like, obviously my job and the way I work isn't really set up for mm-hmm. that. It's pretty, like, sporadic. But I also thrive in that. I thrive in, like, a different thing every day. Mm-hmm. Um but it was really funny yesterday when I, like, was kind of coming to back to, like, feeling okay. I was just like, what 35-year-old adult just, like, accidentally takes too many mushrooms, like, at four in the afternoon? Like, I was like, I need to go. Like, I was like, I'm finishing this portrait. I'm going to the... The adult little kids dream about being. I guess. But I was, like, literally, like, I had to go to the post office. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, fetal position. Like, can't. I was laying outside on the ground, like, with my pants on that. I was like, if Dan comes home. Oh my God. He yeah. just be like, hey, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you okay? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or be, oh. it'd be even funny. He's like, you want a beer or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, are you okay? It's like normal. I was just thinking, like, how, like, does this happen to other people? Like, it's just like midday and all of a sudden you're just like having to go through, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, she's here today, people. I'm back. She's back, baby. Uh, The seventh house is partnership, marriage, one-on-one dynamics. The associated sign is Libra. Planet is Venus. And it is a cardinal air. The seventh house marks the journey into the other half of the cycle of the houses, moving us from the realm of the individual focus themes into the house through the sixth into the realm of the interpersonal. And to start that journey, the seventh house brings our attention to one-on-one relationships. Think of things like partnerships, commitment, relationships, friendships, anything with an ips, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, business dynamics. Hence, this house is often associated with marriage, but oddly enough, also with enemies. Interesting. Mm, same, same. Yes, it is kind of. <laughs> it, I mean, your enemies usually are just a mirror of yourself. Right. You know what I mean? At least, like. Truth. When I think about my arch nemesis right now, I'm like, in a way, they're kind of a mirror of me. They're Pisces, so it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is with Pisces, I just can't. Whether good or bad connections, this house partnership is all about the close bonds you form with people on a one-on-one basis and can reveal how you might approach such relationships. What these connections reveal about you, the types of relationships, what these connections reveal about you, excuse me, the types of relationships you prefer and how these key bonds might be important to you in a larger scheme of life and indefinitely. 
Mm-hmm. So this is basically how you show up for, for others, like the archetype and the role that you play in a, in a lot of people's, you know, different lives. Um, in a ship. In a ship. Like how you play out in the ship, yeah. So, um, you know, what you could think about, like, let's say that you're like, you know, I have Aquarius in this house. <laughs> so, like, I could tend to be kind of aloof or just uh, hiding my feelings and my vulnerability and kind of keeping it all up inside my head. Um, maybe you focus in on, like, a sign like Gemini, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, a planet that... Dude, mine's like Cancer, to, which is hilarious. Yeah. Or having your conversations, um, again, on a Monday with Mercury, like, where mm-hmm. communication is most potent and heightened. Right. You know, so you can begin to express that type of vulnerability to have healthier relationships. Eighth house. Scorpio. BB. Key themes... Loss, transformation, death, and rebirth. Associated celestial bodies will be Pluto and Juno. And is a fixed water sign. I love Scorpios. Um, while the seventh house dealt with forming bonds, you also have to deal with the loss of relationships or even losing parts of yourself as a result of relationship changes. A lot of you, uh, the demographic that listens to this, a lot of you, your Saturn is in return right now. If you're in the ages between 27 and well, probably like 31, you're probably mm-hmm. coming out of it, feeling the feels. Um, you know, a lot of you are going to be experiencing a lot of shifts and changes of like the old self dying to create space for the new self. And and, that, and that's okay, you know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Like it'll all work out. You may be dying right now, but you're no. going to be fine. All for the transformation. Often called the house of sex and death. Hot. It's so hot. That is so hot. Eighth house is where you were where you grieve and cope with loss. Whether not be, so hot. Not so hot. Whether it be the loss of a loved one, a piece of yourself, or a significant and earth-shattering changes in life. This part of the chart relates to transformation of all kinds, such as relationships ending, the birth of something new, or even the final transformation. Death. Death. <laughs> uh, these experiences force us to confront our deepest fears, pushing you uncomfortably to healing and eventually into rebirth. Thus, the eighth house also relates to the hidden powerful aspects of life, the spaces in between, the secret parts of life that are still unknown, such as the occult, psychic connections, or inner work. This house also relates to a certain type of partnerships, specifically to transformation that occurs through relationships in the way that you merge with others, including sexual partnerships, emotional unions and interactions, and even financial arrangements like inheritance. Hmm. If you're looking to work with the psychic realm or the spirits or deepen your knowledge of the occult, this is the house to focus your magic on. The eighth house is associated with Scorpio, Pluto, and Juno, and is a fixed water. So using spells or correspondence for those associated associations empowers such magic. And while playful, excuse me, while painful, very different, this is also the place where you go to be vulnerable and to access the deepest parts of yourself to bring into changes in your magic. Hmm. I like the eighth house. Yeah, the eighth house, it's like, it's the shadow work, but then the light. Like, I definitely think of, like, the hermit, There's right? some herm. There's a lot of herm, but, you're like, you're following that internal light. And, 
you know, ways for you to kind of really open up with this house is like to think about uh, six chakra work, think about yeah. meditation, uh, practices that are going to help sharpen your intuition. So when you do fall into like those deeper holes, right, you you can see past the veil, right? You can see past the veil and into the light that, that rests with inside of you. Ninth house. Mm-hmm. Key themes, belief, foreign travel, expansion, associated sign Sagittarius, associated celestial body is Capricorn and Chiron, associated element is mutable fire. After immense transformation, just like the ones that we talked about in the eighth house, you might search for a new meaning and a spiritual guidance in life. This is where the ninth house comes into play. The house of philosophy and beliefs, the ninth house focuses in on how you grow and expand yourself. Through themes of faith, finding meaning, and foreign travel, here you'll reflect on the belief system and the ethics that guide you and your sense of faith or religion. The higher beliefs that guide your perspective. Foreign and long-distance travel come into play here, and the exposure and experience you glean from such adventure expand your awareness of the world internally and externally another way this concept manifests is through higher education at the place where you actively seek to expand again sagittarius being a fire sign right we are actively seeking and jupiter is also the planet of good luck as well the house corresponds to sagittarius whose arrow aims even higher into the sky and toward the center of the galaxy this, associates, this association with Jupiter, Chiron, and mutable fire also come into play here, making related spells, herbs, stone, and powerful, beneficial for work within the ninth house's themes of spiritual wisdom and higher perspective. Travels, moving to new horizons, or opening up the world of opportunity. Right, so this is you know how you approach expansion and what expansion looks like for you. So like, you know, if your ninth house is in Sagittarius, like it could be big, it could be bold, like you're, you know, you're at the helm of something when Mm. I think of like if your ninth house is in Sagittarius. Anything to add? I want to know when mine is, but I don't. (laughs) I want, I want to do some magic on my ninth house. She wants to do some magic on her ninth house. (laughs) I know, I need to too. The tenth house. Achievements, vocation, reputation, uh, associated sign, Capricorn, the best. That was very Capricorn y. Associated <laughs> celestial bodies or Saturn. Associated element is a cardinal earth. Earth. With a, earth with an F, bitch. With the higher vision in mind to guide you, to keep you strong, the wheel of this house now brings your focus to accomplishments and success. The 10th house, often called the house of social status or career, is where these ideas manifest. Therefore, this is the house that is associated with your vocation, your reputation of life. This is how you achieve your goals, interaction with the world, manifesting in success, accomplishments, and what you become known for. You often encounter authority figures, you climb the ladder of success, Thus, this house reveals your relationship with authority, tradition, father-like figures, and what you might be like as an authority figure. Mm. Right. So mine is Capricorn. So in my tenth house, so I'm very much so 
harness the power of Capricorn when I am in that position, right? Uh, the first of all, I have to have a purpose. Like I have to have the purpose behind it. I need to Tons. have the why, the motivation to like, okay, this is what's fueling the fire. And then also just having a team as well, like needing to guide and lead and lean forward and in co-creation. Like I really need that that watery kind of like element in my leadership style uh, to to motivate me onward. And I'm very much a co-creator, but I'm very much like, okay, we're going to co-create so we can be number one in the best. Right. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I'm a Scorpio in, the, in my 10th house. I'm a Scorpio? Nice. Mm-hmm. So you're all about, like, transformation when it comes to, like, your fucking reputation, your vocation, your achievements. You're all about, like, fucking doing, doing greater. Yeah. The next time, like, top Get one after obsessed. another. Topping, topping, topping. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, you always have so many great visions and ideas and goals. An idea, girl. Yeah, I love it. Because sometimes I have blockage there. The 11th house. Um, key themes, community, humanitarianism, ideals. Of course, it's associated with the sign of Aquarius. Associated celestial bodies is Uranus and Pallas. Associated element is a fixed air. Aquarius one's... Uh, it could be tough for me. I like men who are Aquarius, women who are Aquarius. Aquarius. It's just not my fave. No. Uh, the element focuses on your ideas, your vision for the future, and how you interact with social groups and achieve greater change in the world. While the seventh house advocates close partnership, the eleventh house of community expands to peer groups, including friend groups or organizations and collective, and what kind of ideals you strive for. On a more personal level, this is about your groups of friends and how you connect with others over shared interests such as hobbies or group experiences. On a more abstract level, the house is about your greater ideals and dreams for the future society and what kind of communities and movement you connect with to achieve these ideals in the world. For example, maybe you engage with witchcraft uh, with a witchcraft community. Here you uncover what types of social causes are important to you and how they influence the um, groups you're associated with. It is through the connections that we can support one another and craft significant change in the world. If you wish to connect to a greater community and lend your magic to humanitarian causes or an ideal for the future of the world, this is the house that you need to focus in on. Mm-hmm. So maybe you adorn your altar with gifts and offerings to the 11th house. Think about like Aquarius attributes, um, Uranus and Pallas, doing your magic on those nights. The final house. Twelfth house. The final house. Oof. Spiritual healing, escape, and transcendence. Mm. It's Pisces. Celestial body is Neptune and it's mutable water. The 12th house brightens the journey around the wheel um, to an end. This is where you undo everything and connect to the greater whole. Think of it as a coming home after a long day. This is the space where you unwind, take off your mask you wore all day, and digest the day's events. Mm -hmm. Some might unwind through meditation and reflection, seeking spiritual understanding and healing. Others might monetarily lose themselves in their imagination, unwinding through things like fantasy books or games. That's me. 
<laughs> Once you've regrouped after your long day of reflecting, you might head to bed and enter to the realm of dreams. Here your mind accesses the subconscious, processing messages, meanings, and events of the day in a deeper realm of sleep. You can dissolve your senses of self and connect to the collective consciousness of the watery dream realm where there is no solid reality. In other words, the 12th house is about pulling apart the threads of your reality and connecting to the cosmic flow of life. Through the transcending of the self, some harness psychic abilities and others mature in mysticism. Just as a destruction, a destruction of a star gives life to new matter, the 12th house prepares the way for paves the way for spiritual healing and rebirth in the first house continuing the cycle and so it's all about yeah. rebirth here just like i mean like the wheel the world card yeah all cycles like mm -hmm. coming to an end even one through ten it's like we go through one through ten and then there you are again at one yeah yeah that's all i'm saying and then we're back there baby and we're back and we're back and we're back um, get ready because in October we're going to be coming out on YouTube. We're going to start our spooky season off with some pretty dope creepy starting shit. it off right. We're starting it off right with death. Death. That's all you get. That's it. That's all you get. Um, but yeah, we hope we see you all soon. And remember, you are magic. And if you want it, haunt it. Haunt it. <laughs> One deep breath. Da -da -da. Oh, my God.